Hey, did you eat all the Pringles? Oh, <laughs> we laugh. Hey, you got those snacks ready. Yeah, well, every time we do this, we, uh, we get a little hungers. <laughs> hungers. <laughs> hungers. You ever heard that one? <laughs> oh, all good, mate. Really, what a day, mate. How what was a your day? day? Pretty busy today for me. How about you? Mate, what a day. You know those ones where, and I don't mean to get all down, you know those ones where you just kind of chasing your ass a little bit? Have one of those, bro. Yeah. You felt like you missed the mark. Yeah, a little bit. It's almost like you get, you do something and then the next thing came too quick. And ah, damn it. Not ready for this. So yeah. probably a lack of prep, maybe a little bit out of routine. But uh, yeah. Will you find that with when you're, your good days, good prep. Yeah, it always uh, depends on the preparation. The good days, brother. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I've learned that a lot actually. If I'm prepared well, my day is going to be a good day. But you know, there's still days there where I felt like I prepped well, and it's I felt like I've missed the mark sometimes. But would you say it's perspective? Yeah, it is. I suppose it's the way you look at things and I guess that's what perspective is. Um, you know, I could have looked at it in a different way and not bought Pringles today <laughs> and maybe bought a, a salad. I'm happy you did. I'm happy you did. <laughs> but I've looked at it as a bad day and I brought Pringles, so I suppose. Yeah, mate, it's all about the way you look at it and, you know, the actual definition of perspective is uh, it's a particular attitude towards it. So I looked that one up before actually because I knew we were going to talk about this today. So uh, yeah, let's talk about particular attitude... <clears throat> Way of regarding something. It's a point of view. We've got it written up on the board there. New addition to our studio, actually. So we can yes. actually take notes and uh, and uh, talk through some stuff as we go. Uh, more than likely, we won't actually read those notes and we'll just go off the cuff. But, well, uh, that's how we like it. We like to keep it real. Yeah. So I like to, you know, just chat, let it flow. But definition of perspective, like you said. A particular attitude or way of regarding something, <clears throat> a point of view. That can be related to anything, eh? Sport, everyday life. Do you feel like your perspective for today, heading into today, was different to your good days? Definitely. Hmm. I don't know why. It's almost like maybe a defeated feeling at the start of the day, so then it changed my perspective. And my attitude towards it was it's not going to get much better until I did the good, the all good podcast. Yeah, see? But nah, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it happens. I think we're all human. We all have those days. And um, yeah. And if we look at it, um, you know, if you don't like it or if you don't like the way things are panning out, just change it. And I think that's a perspective, right? Like if you look at things you're doing and, and they're making you feel down or they're making you feel like you haven't reached your goals or you're out of routine, we'll, we'll change it. Fix it. So, and it's easier said than done. It takes a lot of mental strength to do that, I think. But um, I think, you know, it's, it's important to point out when you are off the mark a little bit and, and actually step back and self-reflect a bit and go like, yeah, I could change this or what am I going to do about it? That's a – did you plan that too? <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, I, wasn't, I was looking in your eyes, mate. <laughs> ah, see. Uh, well, just think about perspective, is it? I feel like it's untapped. We don't, I don't hear about perspective enough. You just spoke about it. ups and downs are normal. I think we see through social media, society, we just see everyone's ups. 
ups and downs are normal. I, I, I guarantee a lot of the people we probably admire and assume that they're just living up. They have their downs too. Yeah, do you think Yeah, a lot of people we look at on social media and that, you know, and that's part of the reason people do feel like they're, they're struggling or because they, they compare their lives to yeah. their idols or, or just people they flick through on, on the gram and they go, damn, these people are always on. But yeah, like yeah. I think it's important to actually, not important to have it, but those people have down days, but I think you got to have them to, to self-reflect and to learn and to, to better yourself. If, if you're always on, then teach me first of all. <laughs> but no, I How? just think, I don't think it's – you can't possibly be on all the time. And, I mean, it's a matter of perspective, like we said, but it's also a matter of, like, I suppose we talked about last week, like expectations or of yourself, like your, the level you're at. So your lows might be quite low on your – in your perspective? Yeah. But to other people, your lows might appear to be their highs. So it's all a matter That's of true. like how you look That is true. Matter, so. uh, I'm going to dig straight into where I see this in, or have seen this in my career. I, I'd walk off a game, NRL game, you know, you're playing in front of thousands of people and you felt like you played poor um, when in reality you, know, you, you actually didn't. I've got these expectations above myself. That's probably what we touched on last time. But my perspective made me feel like I was a low. I felt low. Whereas, you know, um, Tom in the grandstand, he's thinking, fuck, how good's that? This guy's playing NRL. I wish I could do that. Yeah. You know, like his perspective is completely different to mine. Man, man perspective's massive on, on everything. Yeah. And how often would you actually sit back and, and think about that? Like, in your career, would you just go, ah, oh, I've had a shit game, or oh, it is what it is and move on? Have you ever actually stopped to think? Oh, maybe maybe when you got older you did, I don't know, but I'm sure you'll tell me right now. <laughs> but, like, you know, you stop and think about whether Johnny in the stands is idolising you and, and do you actually change your perspective to make yourself feel better or did you think in your career you just kind of rode with your emotions and, and just beat yourself up a fair bit? Well, I suppose playing in the NRL might – you know, you're in a game, so you want to win. You're preparing all week. You, you're naturally wanting to perform at your best. So when the result doesn't come your way, you know, it's, it's a natural feeling to feel down. Um, and in those moments, you know, seeing Johnny in the stands, you, you probably don't understand your, you know, how well you're actually doing at the time. Um, it, it isn't until, yeah, when, when you definitely take, like a step away, so whether it's you know getting injured or off seasons where where you get to actually take a step out of the you know the grind, the week to week prep, and you know living a roller coaster, you know that's when you then start to your perspective towards what you're actually doing in life, or you know being an NRL player, you start to appreciate it a lot. Um, sounds weird, but yeah, when you're when you're in it, you're just in it. Yeah, and you. you Everything else slowly just mm. – you're just so focused because you want to be your best. Yeah, so it's taking the time to observe your position <clears throat> and, you know, there's a quote about perspective. Yeah. And, you know, life is about perspective and how you look at it. Sometimes you just have to zoom out. Yeah. You know, that's – to me it sounds like that's exactly – in your experience that's what you've done. You, you've zoomed out. You've, you've taken a peek at, at yourself and little Johnny in the sand and go, wow, like – I'm killing it. So, 
Um, but oh, yeah, I suppose it, yeah, with, yeah, 100% no, you're right. Because also what you're doing is <clears throat> with that perspective, you're you're almost putting unwanted pressure on yourself. Mm. And in reality, isn't is is this all in your head? Mm. Um, we're both talking today about a quote we both love from Damien Lillard. Um, through an interview, generator. I mean, he's the man, by the way. Yeah, give it to the people. <clears throat> so we're going to read it out because we love it. So, uh, Damien Lillard, known, well known for hitting clutch or being clutch on the court. What that means is, you know, when the pressure's on, someone needs to step up, hit the winning shot. He's done it, done it a few times. Um, but he got asked about pressure and his answer, his reply to that was, pressure? Nah. Nah, fam. Should I put, in a, should I put American accent <laughs> yeah, on? Yeah, do, it, do, it, do, it, do it, do it. Nah, you have to do it. Nah, fam. This is just plain ball. <laughs> pressure is the homeless man who doesn't know where his next meal is coming from. Pressure is a single mum who is trying to shuffle, scuffle and pay her rent we get paid a lot of money to play a game. Don't get me wrong, there are challenges, but to call it pressure is almost an insult to regular people. And that's perspective in a nutshell, isn't it? Mic drop. <laughs> and then, I mean, oh, yeah. man, like, when I hear that straight away, it, it, yeah, you take that, you zoom out because yeah. you, you realise, okay, if I, I'm lucky, I'm, yeah. things are good, yeah. all good. And that's why, like, we what we just said about those those people whose lows are, are your highs or potentially vice versa. So, you know, it's just um, change of perspective just makes things a lot easier. So no doubt Damien Lillard, yeah. um, that's the way he – that's his perspective of things and that makes his job a lot easier because he knows for him it's just a game. It's just fun. And all these things yeah. that we think, oh, man, you got to sink a three or you got to defend. Yeah. Oh, it must be hard. That's a lot of pressure on him to keep his job. Nah, there's a woman down the road who's got pressure – under pressure, trying to put a roof over a family's head. Yeah. So I think, yeah, just a matter of perspective. Um, Massive. Can tweak your life. And uh, I suppose, you know, we tie that into, you know, that's from a sports lens. You know, everyday life for yourself, Hap. How did you, how would you take that into your life, you know, hearing that quote? Well, I mean, I look at it today. Like if, if I'm, Kicking cans because I've had a tough morning where I uh, I don't know things just didn't go to plan. Yeah, you know, I, I just yeah read that quote and I go yeah he's right and like shake it off champion get on with the day because it's not that hard. But I think it just takes a lot of mental strength um, to overcome them, those things and also just experience I suppose like yeah and you know if you can learn or I don't know I guess just understand that things are going to get better or things aren't that bad is probably the right way to say it. Um, it's easy to move on. But, I mean, I've never been one to – in life to really get too down. Um, a lot of people would agree. Uh, fam- family and friends, like, no one – I'm a pretty closed book, so no one would ever know whether I'm upset or I've gone through a tough time or whatnot. It's only really be- lately that I would actually have – want to talk about whether I'm struggling or whatnot, but – Mm. I think that kind of comes with um, – I think we touched on this maybe the first or second episode, like your upbringing, like both you and I. Not that we were brought up in a tough household, but oh, I mean both born in Australia, 
brought up in Australia and that tall poppy syndrome, you know, like it's not cool to speak out or if you do or if you're, you're proud of yourself or if you're, you want to talk about your feelings, um, people cut you down real quick. So that's um, – yeah. and, and I think that's starting to trend in the right direction for, for blokes in particular that you need to speak up, you need to clear your chest and you need to put your life into perspective and, and admit your struggles and admit um, where you need help and um, I think – Today was was eye opening to me. Not, not nothing too serious, but I was like, "Hang on!" And I think I pretty much gave you a call, mate, and just like, "Oh fuck, today's today's a different one for me." And I don't know, just it felt good yeah. to, to talk. And I think, I mean, I, I don't know about you, mate, but you know, something that I've learned along the way. And people are right; like all the professionals out there say, "Blokes need to speak," because you know, I think that's it's, it can go it's as great. Deep. It's can, good that we're trending that way. Yeah, like I can I can go as deep and say like you know people out there know this like suicide rates in, in blokes is yeah. quite high compared to women, and I think that is because of that tall poppy, don't speak out, um, you know struggle that guys have or guys put on themselves and and not to say that, that I'm ever or I'm close to that but I think if you contain things and you don't start speaking well then it can potentially go towards that and uh, I think what we're doing here is we're talking and we're allowing people to realise that you can talk. So what about you? Have you ever yeah. have you ever had some tough times? I'm sure throughout your career and, you know, we, we talk every day, we debrief and all that stuff. Like no doubt um, you said in the first episode that one of the biggest challenges you had was injuries. So yep. no doubt like um, – all these goals, all these uh, expectations put in yourself would have been um, kind of knocked down due to injuries and that would have put some yeah. some pressure and some um, some stress onto you. It did, actually. It's Yeah, it was highly stressful for me, um, especially you know, getting injured, being an elite sportsman where your body is your vehicle to earning an income. Um, so injuries are definitely not ideal in sport. Not only that, I, you know, I was a father, wanting to provide for my family as well. So there's a lot to that I could have gone down like a lot of rabbit holes, <laughs> so to speak. Um, but what we mentioned before about life is about perspective and how you look at something. Sometimes you have to zoom out. So being in, injured, you know, my first reaction is, I'm done. You know, doubt, a lot of doubt, um, doubting my ability, doubting whether I, I could return to the field and, and be as good as I could be, um, you know, somewhat feeling that, that failure. But for me, it, it you know, forced me to zoom out uh, and I was able to, you know, see what I was doing day to day, you know, being a, in an NRL squad, you know, you soon appreciate it a lot more by zooming out. Um, and that's probably links to the quote there you, you appreciate what you have when you zoom out so yeah for me like one of the biggest challenges yeah coming back from an injury um and in particular one um where i broke my kneecap i uh, yeah, definitely found that tough but through you know taking a step away from rugby league and, and focusing on my rehab you know getting the knee right you know it forced me to zoom out um you know, soon that hunger to to set goals, you know, the confidence come with that. Uh, it was great. Yeah. 
So <clears throat> I can relate to that. And um, well, not I suppose, great, but yeah, I felt clear yeah. on what I was doing. So I, th- I'm sh- I have no doubt in my mind in that moment, like, you know, you focus solely on yourself and overcoming those things to provide for your family and that. But I, I'm sure there was a part of you that, you know, when you put your position into perspective and, you know, Johnny understands, knows who you are, the guys who play beside you day in, day out know who you are and, and you hold yourself um, pretty high in regard, you know, high regard around those guys. So for me, in that same situation, I've had injuries where – I was actually injured myself playing rugby league, silly enough, and um, it actually impacted my baseball career for quite some time, about two or three years. And in the time when I wasn't actually being able to play baseball, um, I was down the dumps too because, you know, am I done? What am I going to do next? Um, I actually changed my perspective and thought, you know, in this moment, instead of, you know, you you do your own thing, but instead of just feeling sorry for yourself and being selfish, I actually then tended to the team and like you know help them become better um taught them everything i knew it was actually a really cool moment to to build better relationships with your teammates give them your knowledge that you have yeah and actually change your perspective so instead of my perspective of myself at that time was poor me and then yep. you change it and so i'm in a position of, of power where i can help people and um yeah, it was man. it was probably the best thing i ever did um and you know it, it it did help me in my life and, and, you know, there's more you can do. It's not always the end of the, you know, the end of the road or anything yeah. like that when, when setbacks happen and stuff like that. And if you just look at it in a different angle or zoom out, like you said, um, there are other avenues you can take that can make you feel just as good as you did when you were playing fullback for the Broncos. You get the sense of satisfaction doing that, but you also get it from doing something else. So I think unless you zoom out and you look at it, you're not going to be able to walk down those different pathways uh, to make yourself feel good. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's that's, – I nearly see that word. What? All good? 100%. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I think you say 100% when you're speechless. Yeah. Did I leave you speechless, Billy? You did, actually. That was good. That was good. But, yeah, I, I, I suppose I keep going back to, you know, times in my career, my life that, you know, with where I know I had a change in perspective and – just think about it. There was one moment when I was going through that time, coming back from that injury. I would, as NRL players, we, we often do a lot of community work and work with um, you know kids, children, hospitals, which is awesome. Um, I think every time I've been out and been involved in, in an event, or whether it's visiting um, children, man, like that's straight away. You walk. You walk out of there thinking, how lucky am I? Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to do more for these kids, uh, people, men, women, whoever it may be that you, you know, would have visited and, you know, tried to, you know, put a smile on their face and you actually do. Uh, it blows you away. Obviously, yeah, I'm, I'm there probably representing the club or the team I'm with, but to know that I can help someone far worse off than what I am in, in terms of perspective, um, there's – something about it that, you know, really grounds you and allows you to, you know, have a clear clear focus on, you know, how you're actually doing and, and what's important in life. Yeah. So. Sometimes in that situation you can also, like, you can start to feel bad for something you've achieved because there are people in a situation who haven't gotten to the point you're in, like, you know, you're sick, like you said, or, you know, struggling with day-to-day life or just simply 
putting mm. down food or, or just getting up out of bed. But I, I know in my position sometimes I, I feel bad I'm, and I, don't, I think it's really important to be proud of what you've done but understand that your achievements can impact someone and, and make them feel good like that half an hour you spend with them can, can change their perspective of life. Like, And uh, similar to what you said, I once went to um, the children's uh, ward, cancer ward at uh, South Bank there and, yep. and got to rub shoulders with all the kids and um, it breaks your heart to see but again with perspective, if a child who's got you know, cancer can smile and, yeah. and take the next step towards whatever they want to achieve or, you know, if, if that – if that is just simply getting out of bed, but to see them so happy with what they currently have, that changes your perspective like crazy. So, you know, and it's, like I said, it's important not to, to feel bad about the position you're in and the position there. And it's just, it's, it's, it's definitely motivating to see that when you have bad days, you can compare and you can look at it and it can actually motivate you too. So, yeah, um, it's, it's important perspective. Um, And it's cool that we've dug into, you know, those, that feeling and, and seeing people that are, are far off worse than you. But I've just thought, and I want to spring this one on you. If you're on your, if you're up, right, mm-hmm. you're flying high, I'm going to bring up, like, the way Kobe Bryant was at the, you know, peak of his career and he was never satisfied. His perspective as an elite athlete to continue to push and push – do you find like – well, I found like, you know, there's, there's times where, you, you know, you, you've set a goal and then, you know, one of my goals was to play in a role. Did it. And then it's almost like, oh, I did it. But then it's like then setting new goals, not being happy with that, mm. especially in sport because you want to continue to get better. And then obviously did it, um, got to the Kiwis, represent New Zealand, made that um, massive achievement for myself, which I'm yeah, proud of. But then, you know, to to stay high – or not not high, but to have the perspective that you, you, you still need to improve and can be better instead of just thinking, oh, I've made it, I'm all good. Mm. So I think I know where you're going, mate. I'm mulling what you're growing here. So See where I'm going, bro? for me, one of my biggest <laughs> faults – challenges as a person or internal struggles is exactly what you're saying. So you said Kobe Bryant never felt satisfied about being the greatest NBA player ever, potentially. Michael Jordan and, and Kobe are on par. I think I think he was he was confident in his ability when he got you know, you see videos, I, I didn't know, but yeah. yeah. Mumba mentality. But he was yeah. but he was never satisfied, right? He's, he's always pushing to be better. Yeah. So I have the same issue, I, I suppose. Like, you, you know, you might have outsiders tell you you're doing a good job, but to me that's just white noise because it's never good enough. And, and sometimes it can be detrimental to your development or yeah. I think to that's feeling where, to your highs. Yeah, that. so I'm definitely a sucker for that. So, I mean, feedback. I struggle with feedback because if someone ever wants to tell me I'm doing a good job, I just laugh at them because I don't ever think that, but – Potentially, yeah. Billy, I need to zoom out and go, oh, maybe I'm doing all right here. Don't yeah. be so hard on yourself. But You're doing a good job here with the podcast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Am I carrying you? <laughs> no. Nah. Yeah, yeah. I hope we're doing a good job. And I uh, hope we get to elaborate more on that little 
I played for New Zealand thing you just dropped <laughs> on everyone. I think that was a bit of a line out there. You want to talk about it? All right, let's talk about it. <laughs> so how many um, – we'll get back on – we'll get back into the deep stuff about never being satisfied because well, – Well, for me that ties into it. Like oh. I um, – yeah. Played Go my on. first NRL game. Mm-hmm. It was a goal I'd set I think when I was eight years old. Oh, subconsciously, you know, like, oh, it'd be cool to play – Always loved rugby league. As I got to 13, start doing, you know, start doing, playing international league rules and start, you know, representative teams start coming around and all that stuff. But you then, like, think, oh, man, that would be so good to, to make it. Anyways, fast forward, 2009, I was 18, made it. Um, yeah, it was, I suppose, for me in my career, I – once I got to that, it was important I tried to set a new goal and the next goal was to be play consistent NRL. Got to that. The next goal for me was then to represent New Zealand. I was probably at a crossroads there. I, so I played all my junior footy here in Australia. So I came through Queensland system. Or they called it the QAS um, where they actually – they sort of blood origin into you. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I um the went through all that. <laughs> the system. And I think I was under twenties. I'd played a few NRL games, but I was still eligible to play in the junior kangaroos team. Got selected for that. Um the very next year I I realized oh, I want to play for New Zealand. Mm. So that was a goal. It was actually, yeah, a good season for myself. The Broncos got selected. To then play for New Zealand, yeah, I was I was over the moon. But then, almost you know, getting to that, like my perspective was like, man, I'm killing it. Not in a cocky way, but like I was like, man, this is so good. Like I'm doing really good. Um, the next year, not a, you know, you hear second year syndrome a bit. It was a, a little bit of that, but I I think I sort of. I was pushing to be better but then went away from what I was good at, my strengths. Um, so my perspective, I needed to zoom out and, and actually probably understand my strengths a bit more. Um, probably trying to be another player. Like, oh, Does that make sense? I'm trying to be someone else I'm not. <laughs> you got to stay close to that mic. <laughs> no what did Billy do wrong this episode? Uh, Start drifting away from the mic. It. It's all right. It's all good. Keep going. But um, yeah, for my career, um, definitely representing New Zealand was massive. Um, well, there's always – you got to – like you, you're kind of saying that you try to change – like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And you, you're kind of saying that like you're in a good spot and then you try to get – but you think you, it was you need obviously at eighteen you need to develop and you need to get better. But yeah. do you think if you just stayed on your trajectory, it would have just naturally happened? Or yeah, yeah. So what I meant was like that you're right, but more specifically, so I naturally played. My, I noticed I played my best when I was fit. Um, so when I'd run certain times in fitness drills, uh, I was at a certain body weight, and I had like I was strong. I think I tried to get like too strong. Um, and at that time, it was a bit of a phase where strength and conditioning coaches were like, yeah, you got to put on weight. Mm. Yeah, it, was, it was a big thing. And I, I could probably handle it, but 
I almost became like a different body. Yeah. And like that, that was just the way it was. Do you think it's changed <clears throat> since you've played? I know it's only been a few years, but to me it seems like NRL players. <laughs> nice burp. <laughs> you, just burp. <laughs> you burped. No, I coughed. <laughs> yeah. um, do, you, <laughs> do you think um, NRL players are getting bigger and bigger? Like to me, uh, every year, like, Jesus, those boys are big. And, and Yeah, the training's evolving. Um, you know now, like they got the six again rule. The game's a lot more open. Mm. I'd say the, the players are more more fitter, the bigger emphasis on fitness. And, like, I think it's just natural, like, recruitment for teams that you're getting bigger, identifying bigger players, you know, especially looking at your wingers, even fullbacks. Um, the way the game's going, like, these guys start your set. If you get a good moment, like, it's all about momentum. If you get a good start to your set, you're going to allow the forwards to run onto the ball. Your forwards are running onto the ball, getting momentum. Your halves then come into the game. And then, you you know, you, you're outside back. So it's just the way the game's evolving, to be honest. Um, they're bigger. But obviously, yeah, fitness is still very important. Yeah. And probably, yeah, going back to the way, the way I talk about that, achieving the Kiwis when I was in like probably my peak physically. And then, yeah, my body – trying to, to reshape my body when I didn't have to. Mm. Um, obviously, I was young, you know, still learning. Um, it wasn't – took me a while to understand that I played my best when, you know, when I was at that, when I was focusing on my fitness, yeah. uh, my strength, everything else just – It's funny that, that mentality from rugby league, you know, it's, it's, I think it's – kind of worldwide, like you have to be a certain body weight to to be successful. And and yeah, I never played perspective. Oh, yeah, it is. it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's a perspective. <laughs> and I never played at the levels you played, as you know, but as soon as I played rugby league, I had to be 90 kilos. And if I wasn't 90 kilos, I was a terrible player. You, you'll still hear this a lot in schools. Oh, so that was a thing. I thought it that still was just my thing. thing. No, like it, it, you're 100% like, oh, I was even like that. Yeah. Um, even when I was in NRL, I felt like, oh, I had to be like this weight. Mm. Nah, it's perspective like. Yeah. Well, that carried over to my baseball too. So, you know, I, I had probably my best year playing for the Brisbane Bandits when I was 85 kilos. Huh. And then all of a sudden, I guess I started playing footy again and I was just like, I have to be, to, to be successful in any kind of sport, I had to be a certain body weight. Yeah. And then, like you said, like, you know, you started focusing on the wrong things. Instead of just sticking to what was good and what was working and, and developing my skills and and the important things, my focus was on my body weight. And for some reason, something in my head told me that I had to be a certain weight. And actually, oh, it, it kind of worked, but I got injured. I was slow. You know, all these tools that I had going through, like when I was a kid, um, you know, for baseball, actually, it's a pretty pretty cool thing. So when you when someone's scouted in baseball, yeah, they pretty much have they call five tool players like your best player. So you have speed. Power, like hitting power, hitting ability, yeah. arm strength, and velocity. I think I forget. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I was yeah. I was a pretty much like a two-tool player. I was really fast, and I could hit pretty good contact. So, yeah. um, my strengths 
were always those two, but then I went away from that, like, and I lost my speed because I just tried to get too big because I had this rugby league mentality that I had yeah. to hit the big home runs stronger, because I was heavier yeah. and it actually it ruined my speed and, and yeah, it was, it was tough actually. I, I felt sluggish and I felt injured and just like any step I took it was going to, you know, something was going to go like my hamstring was going to snap or and those things. So, yeah, it's, it's funny like the things you – the mental side of things like that that – um that impact your game and uh, yeah. But speaking about body weight, speaking about rugby league um, and you touching on playing for New Zealand, the topic of the town at the moment is, you know, talking about rugby league players. So for you, you played for New Zealand, but at one point in time, no doubt you're eligible for state of origin. What's your perspective yeah. on, um, on guys um, playing state of origin and then representing uh, their country of origin? Controversial? No, not really. <laughs> nah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So I I think the NRL has been really good um, evolving, but I think they can be a lot better in evolving. My my opinion, uh, they shouldn't – Origin or, – you should be allowed to play Origin if you played junior rugby league or went to school in Queensland or New South Wales. That's my opinion. Um, So that would allow certain players that we've seen play for New Zealand be eligible. Yeah. I think that's fair. I think it it then elevates origin. You're getting more elite players in in the arena. Um, But with that, we've seen it. We've definitely seen a shift in the international game, which is awesome. Uh, And I think that's probably going to go even deeper. Oh, and further and further, which is cool. I'd like to see the NRL find a way to really just get behind it and support it. I know they are. I know they're trying to. You know, I think probably the structure of the NRL, like your club is is your main priority because that's who pay you. Mm. And they're the guys, they're the people that are investing in you. So they want you to be healthy. So – Sending a player into origin or for international duties is actually a risk. Yeah. Because if you get injured, like we've probably seen throughout the origin series, you then can't perform for your team who are the ones paying for you. So if they can get over that hurdle. Yeah. But wouldn't you say that, yeah, understandable that they're the provider or they provide the income, but would you not say that Carrigan, for example, plays for the Broncos, but as soon as he steps up to that so, um, Queensland side, is that not building the brand for the Broncos, do you think? Oh, do, yeah. Do you think they see it, it as like an investment in some ways that – I know obviously it can it can be a bad thing for the teams if he got injured, but potentially the amount of income that he brings towards the club. And that's all, like, obviously business side of things. It's not yeah, for us to really I, comment on. No, like, <laughs> but, that's, um, like that's a thing. That's a perspective, really. It's perspective, So, like, yeah. maybe see, they see him as, you know, just the higher he goes up the, the rungs in professional and, and then representative is actually bringing value back to, to their team. So it's almost like a, it's a good investment. Yeah. I can see that. You you see Pat, Pat Carrigan, for example, he's playing – Played well in the Origin series. Is that then going to attract other players that want to play with them? You know, mm. at the Broncos. But then, even then, we've seen it at the Melbourne Storm. They had Origin players, pretty much the Maroon spine, um, for for a number of years, and 
I've still got Cam Munster. Yeah. Harry Grant. But um, that then reflects on Melbourne Storm as well. So I can see that as well. Um, still, it's a, it's a hurdle that I'd love to see the NRL take charge and, and really expand on the international game. Because I love rugby league. I reckon if it – man, I, just, I wish it would kick off overseas. Who's, who's on top right now in the world? Who's number one rank? New Zealand, baby. <laughs> hey, not for long. <laughs> Weren't you born in Logan? <laughs> yeah. Mozzie. Mozzie. <laughs> Shout out to all the Maldies over here. Yeah, there's plenty of us. There is, man. There is, yeah. Hey, actually, speaking of number one in the world, Cameron Smith, not the rugby league player. Golfer. The golfer got on top, eh? He did. I, to be honest, I don't follow golf that closely, but we, we actually played golf last weekend. Um, we were almost opposing each other. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to really talk about it, but... Uh, <laughs> you did good, mate. Um, but no, Cameron Smith, um, actually, mate, crazy. I, I know that... I don't know him, but he used to play golf with um, <laughs> my ex-girlfriend's grandfather. So he was just oh, like really? a yeah, local boy. I think he played at like Walson Park, which isn't far from Ippie and... Well, it's just outside it'd be. Um, and yeah, all he was doing was playing with his old man and a couple of old fellas and then all of a sudden he's on the PGA and, and now he's he's won at St Andrews and I think his I think his rank within the world is still maybe a hundred or just below. So in the nineties, but still like for yeah, a twenty eight year old. Golf, oh yeah. I mean we're now on the list of people who play golf, Billy. Yeah. And how many balls did you lose on Sunday? I was actually pretty good. <laughs> I thought I was gonna you seen how many balls I brought before yeah. <laughs> before we kicked off. <laughs> Nah, but no, no. My thing was I was I was quite straight. Like I was hitting them pretty straight, just no legs. Obviously, come back bicep. Oh yeah, bicep, bicep oh. injury. Actually, do people know about that? Yeah, they do. Maybe not. No, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Not playing anymore. Yeah, new man, new me. I miss watching you, mate. <laughs> 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 nah, um, but no, nah, Cameron Smith. Um, yeah, that was, I mean, imagine being. I mean, you've represented your country at quite like early twenties, but you know, on top of the world at that moment, still in his twenties, like on par with Greg Norman. I think it's been twenty-seven years since an Australian won at St Andrews, which is obviously the home of golf. Yeah, and um, yeah, that's a pretty awesome. That's a pretty awesome achievement, and you know, Australians. Are, you talk about the Kiwis, mate. Australians. Are, the only good thing about New Zealand at the moment is LAB, the band. I love those guys. <laughs> <laughs> but, we uh, got a lot more. <laughs> no, nah, but you got Ash Barty, you know, even though she just retired, you know, just finished on top of the world. Now you got Cameron Smith. Oh, Australia's just always been good athletes, us Australians. <laughs> <right? laughs> anyway, back on track. Uh, is, hey, we're actually at 40 minutes, really. It's been a while. I think it, the first episode got to 40 and yeah. we're, we're rolling. It's been good. I've been enjoying this chat about perspective. It's definitely important. I, it can relate to so many things and not only sport, life, but you know a lot of mental hurdles that people do go through. Um, so hopefully from this chat and this podcast today that you've been able to take take something away that can, can help you. What's installed next, brother? Well, you going to get a guess yet or what? Yeah, we've teared it up. So I think we're not going to tell who yet. No, no, no. We're not telling. But need to we did build say, it up a little bit, a little bit of a tease. Yeah. So we t- we said I think in episode two we said that episode three was going to be about leadership. But oh, no, we can't we keep wanted teasing to, them. No, but we wanted to keep leadership 
um, to decide for a special guest who's going to be our number one. Uh, sorry, our first one. So um, we definitely will talk about leadership. He's a leadership expert. Um, yes. And I can't wait to dig into his brain and, and for all the people out there who do listen to to hear what this individual has to say. And I'm not saying names, but I'm looking forward to sit, sitting in a room with him, just us two and him. Um, we've done a fair bit of work with him as a group with other he's people. Been, he's honestly been great. Yeah, but the, the stories he has, um, the different angles he looks at things and – and the message he can deliver to help people become better leaders and, and better individuals is is unreal. And and hats off to him. I keep saying I don't want to say the name, but and and the company he works for because they do great things and they've trans- they do. they've transformed you and I to be really really successful podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yes, the guests are coming, yes. Billy. Um, and we are rolling, brother. Love it. Have a good night, everyone. Stay 100%. safe. Remember, don't text and drive and pass me those Pringles. <laughs> <laughs> Laters. Later.